there's too much division and then people get caught up in the things. There's too much sickness. I mean, there's too much poverty. There's just too much. And we need to come to some things as individuals. What can we do to take care? See, you can't worry about somebody else's world until you get your world right. You see what I'm saying? And, and uh, there's a lot of things that, that God has, the book has told us that's our responsibility. And uh, we want to talk about one of, my, one of my favorite lessons, of course, is I love discipline. But being a coach, discipline is a key thing. If you don't have discipline, you won't make it. You see, because it takes a whole lot of, it doesn't take discipline to run the race. It takes discipline to train, to get ready for the race you're going to run. All right? Because there are some things that you're going to have to give up. All right? And many of you, in here, all of us in here, need to take inventory of our life, edit yourself, and find out why there's confusion in your life. And sometimes you bring that confusion into your home, right? And it gets into your community, and then it gets, it just, it, it's just going like it is now. The one thing that I try to tell people is you must have self-control. You got to have self-control. In every aspect of your life, you need self-control. And we are lacking self-control in the United States of America. There's just too much, too much people going by their own impulse. So we're going to talk about this word self-control today because we, the people of God, need to get it right. You see, I was watching uh, and, and listening to uh, a pastor on uh, talking and he was doing real good talking to his people and then he lost self-control and started telling his people how they're supposed to do what and what. Do you know why I can't tell you all how to do this? this? There's a scripture. Say, what is it, Pastor? What is it, Pastor? Let every man be persuaded by his own mind. The only thing we can do is feed. You, know, you, 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 you see, sometimes uh, uh, Sister Gwen and I, when we go out uh, to dinner, you know, it ain't no way we can order the same thing for each other. Because she's in there talking, she's counting calories. Y'all with me? She's counting calories and sugar and all this, and carbs and all that. I'm looking at how good that looks. <laughs> you see? You see? We are together, but yet there are some disciplines that we have. You see, Sister Gwen, what she deals with, she needs more self-control at the table than I do. Are you with me? But it doesn't bother us because we understand that about each other. You understand what I'm talking about? All right, so we, we, we talk about this word self-control. It means to, I'll let you just read it. Have restraint exercised or the ability to control oneself. You gotta be able to control yourself. That's in everything. You gotta control yourself. Learn to control yourself. You see, one of the tricks of the devil is there's people who can get you out of control. No, they don't. You get out of control because you allow what those folks say to cause you to get in the flesh and out of the spirit and then you respond. And now you're doing something, can I say it, ignorant and blaming it on them. They made me. Can't nobody make you do nothing. 
You choose to do that. You understand? All right. And having control over your own impulses. And you have to have control over your own impulses. Mm -hmm. You must have control over your own impulses. You have to. Because if, if, if you watch TV, and most of us do, look at those commercials. Those commercials are to get to us, to cause us to, what? It's to get to our impulses so we start buying stuff, eating stuff, wearing stuff that we have no bit of eating, buying or wearing. Come on here. Are you with me? And you got to, and it says in your emotions. Emotional people will always fall apart. You cannot let your emotions take care of you. You will fall apart. You see? You can't get caught up in, there was a boxer called Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Muhammad Ali wasn't the greatest fighter. You know what made him great? He would get to other people and say crazy things to them, and they would get all emotional and caught up in what he was saying and lose focus on what they were supposed to do. In other words, instead of fighting their fight, they started fighting his fight. You can't beat somebody fighting their fight, because they, you see, you got to stay in where you at. Emotions will get you out of there. There's some things you cry about, some things you pray about, some things ain't none of your business. Don't let your emotions get you caught up into that. That's right. All right, here we go. And also desires or the expression of them in one's behavior. And you've got to be careful what you, what you desire because it would control your behaviors. Be very careful with that. I wish that someone had have talked to me and told me this years ago. I would have had a better life, but then I wouldn't be here for you. So it worked out okay. But I've taught my children this, and they're better for it. And you'll be better for it. Okay? And have self-control, especially in difficult situations. And, and listen to me. You have to have self-control in different, difficult situations. You're going to have some difficult situations in life, you see? And hear what I'm saying. Get up here with me. You can pray all you want to pray, but the situation ain't going nowhere. You're going to deal with it. That's just life. You understand what I'm saying? You see, and we got some people fighting the battle in here. Brother Gogo fighting the battle. You see, uh, Sister Evelyn just got through with her battle. Pastor Fields goes, gets his second uh, radiation infusion Wednesday, fighting the battle, okay? But I cannot allow my behaviors to change because I'm going through something. I have a wife. She can't pay the price for what's going on with me because I get caught up in my emotions and poor me, poor me. No, I have to handle it. I have to deal with it. And you're going to have to deal with it. And can I say my favorite thing? And if you ain't, you keep living. You're going to have to learn to be able to deal with difficult situations. God didn't promise us that there wouldn't be any difficult situation. It's not in there anywhere. But he promised us that he would help us and strengthen us and give us the courage and the power to be able to deal with those situations that hurt. Mm -hmm. There's a thing that I say that uh, if, if one of my athletes was in here, they would say that Coach Fields would say, 
at the end of a race, because you know I coach middle distance too, that's like 3,000 meters, 1,500 meters, and I'd be down on the field at that last lap and say, you gotta hurt, you gotta hurt, you gotta hurt, because if you ain't hurting, you ain't running hard. You see, it's gonna hurt. You wanna win? It's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. But we can deal with difficult situations because we're not gonna get out of control. We're, we're gonna have self-control. It hurts, you see, you may go where you have to go crying, but when you get there, you're going to deal with it. Those difficult situations, right? It's, it's a difficult uh, uh, situation when here I go again. I got to go get this. I got to go do this. No. It's a difficult situation, but I'm not going to lose my self-control. Are you all right? You with me? Wives and husbands and wives. You're going to have those days. Do not allow that difficult situation, excuse me, to cause you to lose self-control. Because let me tell you, there's a lie that people tell. I'm sorry, never works. They'll forgive you, but they ain't going to forget it. And it's painful. It's painful. Because, because you lost your self-control in a difficult situ situation, your husband or your wife, your kids, mother, father, friend, shouldn't have to pay for it. Are you with me? And that's life. Wouldn't it be better if you just had me up here preaching about prosperity? Good. Because it doesn't work that way. You see, you, our brother did just left here. You see, nothing new. His father was a bishop. But he learned from his father, God first. He come in the door and he said, oh, my father passed away this morning. Would you pray for me? First lady and I, we prayed for him. He says, and I was like, okay, my father would expect me to be here and do my commitment. That's a difficult situation, folks. <laughs> That's difficult. You see? But he didn't let that difficult situation cause him not to lose, okay, himself in the situation. Am I doing all right? Yes. All right. Now, I could have started at verse 32, but I'm starting at 31 because in case I decide not to be bald-headed and, and I want to grow hair. <laughs> So don't none of y'all know where I'm coming from because you ain't read enough of the Bible, so don't even know. But I decided to, because I may, you know, I'm, you know, I'm cutting this off now. You know, it's white. Mine here ain't even gray. It turned white. <laughs> so I put this scripture in here to let you all know, even though I am bald-headed and I'm shaved, I still have gray hair. That's right. It's just hidden. What does the scripture say? It says, gray hair is a crown of splendor. It is attained in the way of righteousness. Yeah, so I put that in there for you all to know. That's, that's, why, I, that's why I really am. You just can't see it. All right? All right? You with me? You with me? All right. Some of, and this is one of the things that, that uh, Brother Travis said something one time. He doesn't know it. I listen to him. He gets, you know, I could choke him sometimes. I listen, I listen to him and say, sir, I like your humor. We ought to have some humor in here. Your life's too short, people. And now we're going to get to, I want you to hear what I'm getting ready to say here. 
We're supposed to be spiritual warriors. We're in spiritual warfare. You see, we have an enemy and he wants to get to us. And the way he can get to us is that we lose self-control. All right? Better a patient person than a warrior. You bet, it's better a patient person than a warrior. There's a whole lot of people lost their life because they didn't have patience. That's right. Wasn't time to go. Wasn't prepared to go. You see? Mm-hmm. This is the Bible says, better a patient person than a warrior. One with self-control than one who could take a city. That's the proverb says there. That self-control is more powerful than a, a soldier or a general or an army that could take a city. That's how powerful self-control is. Are, we, are you with me this morning? The Bible says God will supply you of every needs. Doesn't it say that? Then some folks and all of us need to pray in here in some area of our life. God, give me self-control. Okay? The lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. I got my own ideals, but ultimately, it's up to God. You see? You you with me? It's God's decision. I I got a right as a human being, but spiritually, I understand that it's God's decision. Okay, here we go. And this is how the message puts it. Moderation is better than muscle. Moderation is better than muscle. Moderation takes self-control. Now, okay, you love me? That's in every X, every part of your life. You gotta have moderation. Moderation is better than self-control. You see, your, your pastor has a problem. I can't go to a buffet. <laughs> you see, because when I go to a buffet, I look at the desserts first. Where to tell you that? I go there and look at, because you know, the desserts over there, you see, I'd like to eat the desserts, all these desserts, because I got food at home. <laughs> you see? So it's not good for me because, see, I don't have moderation, but I have self-control. Don't go. No, that's real. Y'all laughing, but she's amen in big time. You're supposed to be helping your husband out. All right, keep going. You're having fun, but you're learning something, right? Some of us need to learn to deal with things with moderation. Self-control is better than political power. This is the scripture. Self-control is better than political power. I ain't got to tell y'all, is that the craziest mess we got going up there in these senators and governors and judges and all of this? What happened to self-control? You see? Just because I have the power and the position. You see? I don't, I could care less about being, I'm y'all's pastor, okay? But I'm really, to him, Johnny. God calls me Johnny. You see? 
pastor is a title for me to be recognized because I'm over. Hey, I'm not caught up in the political power of the church. You know, that's why we don't have boards in here. We don't have a lot of boards in here, so we don't have fights in here. Because if you have a board, each board has a pastor. I remember going to a church, and uh, some of you went with me. And I, I always get there early, because you all know how I am. And so I, I'm going to be in the pulpit, right? So I sit in the pews close to the pulpit. That just makes sense, right? You got to know we can sit back in and walk up. And I'm sitting there, and I have my Bible there. And this little old lady came up and said, you can't sit there. I said, well, excuse me, ma'am. I don't want to be taking your seat. All right? And this is for the so-and-sos. She was giving me a lecture who said to it, right? And I said, okay, yes, ma'am. Because <laughs> that was important to her. Her title and her seat was important to her. I mean, you should have saw her face when they introduced Pastor Fields. <laughs> she was like, you see? But it was important to her. It's not important to me where I sit. You see, there's no, we don't have any preachers sitting there on the front row, but Pastor, uh, Pastor Sister Gwen, First Lady, doesn't make you any better. What's wrong with you? Just because you have a title doesn't mean you have power because you're out of control. All right? Make your motions and cast your votes. And I believe in that. Make your motions, cast your votes, but God has the final say. I asked somebody something once, and they really got upset at me. You know, some of these people say, you know, God's in everything. God controls everything. And they, they were talking about it. You know, God's, I said, y'all believe that God's in control of everything. Yes, they can't nothing happen unless God will it be so. Okay, I told them, get off Trump. And you ought to see that thing turn around. <laughs> if he's in control, or he ain't in control. Sometimes he puts somebody someplace to wake you up. You understand what I'm talking about? Okay. Just thought I'd let you know. Cast your vote, but God has the final say. You see? You see, uh, I can say right now, uh, Brother Christian, I can say right now, how many people love me? And everybody put their hands up, but God knows who really does love me. <laughs> you see? And the final say is God. Don't look for anything else. You'll never be disappointed in your life. Care what nobody says about me. You shouldn't care what anybody says about you. Who's got the final say? Who you are? God's got the final say who you are. All right. Now let's go to Proverbs 25, starting at verse 27. And everything is dealing with self-control here. Mm -hmm. It is not good to eat too much honey. And some of us know that for real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 Put you in the back. But anyway, <laughs> you see, it's, it's not, what does it say? It's not too good to eat too much honey. You all went there. I didn't. <laughs> right? 
and it's a fact. Mm. It's not too good to eat too much honey. Everything in moderation. Okay? Nor is it honorable to search out matters that are too deep. And it's not honorable to try to get too deep. I've heard people say, you know, that preacher done a message, that was deep. Too deep? Maybe it was too deep for the people to hear it. Don't try to be deep. What does that mean? You know what it means? You're so deep that nobody can understand or reach where you're at. So don't try to get over your head. There are books that I read that I will not ask other people to read because it'll get them in trouble because they don't have a way to understand what is true and what is not true. You see? I try not to do that in this pulpit up here. Don't try to get deep. Y'all ain't trying to get deep. You're trying to live a good life. Yeah. All right, here we go. Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. When you have no self-control, you're like a city who has no walls. This is Old Testament. They would build walls around the city to keep the enemies out. And the Bible is telling them like it's telling us, if we don't have any walls built around us, we'll lose self-control. Self-control protects you from your enemies. You see, you all laughing, but the enemy can be the table. Yes, the enemy can be finance. The enemy is anything that will destroy you. Okay? And now from the passion puts it this way. It's good to eat sweet things, but you can take too much. See, this is a message for those people that go to the buffet and go look at the desserts first. <laughs> and worry because they got food at home. Are you with me? Are y'all staying? Y'all with me? You see, here's what gets me about Christians. They want to hear about God. What's your responsibility? You see, what is your responsibility? Read that one again because I like that one because it punishes me. It's good to eat sweet things. Because I have a sugar. Do you know if an alcoholic would get up here and be in recovery, everybody would do this. Sugar is harder to get off of than cocaine. It is a fact. And so I have a sugar problem. And the Bible tells me you need some discipline. You need some self-control. Okay? At the table. That's right. All right? Again, it's good to eat sweet things, but you can take too much. It's good to be honored, but to seek words of praise is not honor at all. Some people want people to praise them. Or they do things for praise. So that's not honor at all. Do you know when you do something good sometimes and you want honor, they lying to you anyway. They just trying to get rid of you. Yeah, that was good. And then, then they do this. Well, I'm glad that's over. You see? The Bible says don't seek, do things to be honored. Do things from the spirit of love. Some things you ought to do, and you don't want anybody to know you've done it. Right. All right. 
If you live without restraint and are unable to control your temper, here we go. You're as helpless as a city with broken down defenses open to attack. A bad temper is worse. It's just like a city that has no walls because you attack people. Can you imagine this week, I think it's this week, a mother has got to bury her child. There were two sisters working at Subway. They didn't put man eggs on a sandwich. The guy went in, shot them both, one of the sisters died over man eggs. That's where we're at now. You see, no self-control, a temper. He took a life over man eggs. Wait, well, dudes go back in there and put some man eggs on it. But that's where we're at now. There will be people on this holiday, alcohol, somebody will kill somebody in a car wreck, somebody will drown, things are gonna happen. Because of this. That's why I'm doing this message. All right, here we go. So in 2 Peter 1, starting at verse 5, so for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. Now, this is where we're at here, Christ Temple North. We're going to make an effort to add to our faith goodness and to goodness knowledge. That's right. We need knowledge. That's right. Next and Saturday at 9 o'clock. That next Saturday at 10 o'clock, counselor is going to come in, and she's been doing excellent teaching us yes. uh, about how to live life. Here at 10 o'clock, you need to come. It's very powerful. She does a powerful job. She does psychology with spirituality. You see? Here we go. And to knowledge adds self-control. And to self-control, perseverance. And to perseverance, godliness. Mm -hmm. And to godliness, mutual affection. And to mutual Bless affection, you. love. We're going to go over that again. Mm -hmm. We're going to go over that again. We get knowledge. We get self-control. Mm -hmm. Perseverance. Life. You've got to have perseverance. That's right. That's right. But even in the, even in the hard times, that goodness. You gotta have, you gotta have love, people. That's right. We gotta have start having love. You remember that song years ago? What the world needs now is love, sweet love. Yeah. We need love. Yeah. That's where the problem is. That we have lost love. You see, the Bible says, "Love your neighbor as yourself." And you all laughed at me. You don't laugh at me anymore. And I said, "Some of y'all don't want love in me," because I'm looking at how you treat yourself. Now, all y'all love, you want me to love you, because I takes care of me some Johnny Chesterfields Jr. I love that dude. <laughs> yeah. No, there's some people, you don't want them loving you. Look at how they're doing themselves. And the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. And I'm looking at this, no, 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 no. You see, because if you're loving me like you love you, no, I don't want you loving me like you love you. Are y'all with me? We need real love. All right. All right. See, don't, don't. Okay. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to be effective. 
in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I can't be effective in the knowledge of Jesus Christ unless I have self-control and love. But love gives me self-control because love gives me patience. You see, churches at an all-time low of people attending churches. You can't love God and not go to church. Folks want to argue it. The Bible says don't forget to assemble yourselves together. You love him, you're obedient to him. Being obedient to him, you come to church, you praise and worship him. You see? Then that love comes from here to here to here. You see? All right. Now to 1 Corinthians 9, starting at verse 24 from the voice. And I put this in here because, you know, Paul, because you all think I talk sports all the time, Paul uses parables of sports consistently. And he's talking about runners and, and races. One of my old athletes, just I look back here, came in today. She ran for me years ago. Understands this. All right? We all know that when there's a race, all the runners bolt for the finish line. See, we all know that, and we're going to watch, I think, the World Games is next week. They're all looking at the finish line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're running, you're looking at the finish line. Yeah. Can I talk track? You haven't got lanes, right? Yeah. You know what I tell my athletes? Don't you worry about what's going on in that lane. Right. Right. You, you worry about what's going on in your lane. Amen. You stay in your lane. Yes. You understand? Right. Because sometimes people in the other lanes will distract you. You see, so you, you stay here. You in lane three, that's the only business you got is business in lane three. You see? Right. You see? And the only thing you're looking at is the finish line. Well, that's life. All right? Again, all the runners bolt for the finish line, but only one will take the prize. And I'm, how many of you want to be winners in here? Amen. Would you need to run? Run your race, because there's a prize down there. I'm leaving all things behind, right? And I'm going forward for that higher calling in Christ Jesus. That's what I'm doing with my life. You see? Keeping my eye on the prize. All right, here we go. So in verse 25... Athletes in training are very strict with themselves. And this is a fact. Athletes will tell you, and we got plenty, just about everybody in here has got kids running, they ran in life. Athletes in training are very strict with themselves, exercising self-control over desires. That's the scripture saying. You got to have self-control over your desires. When you become an athlete, an athlete has to have control over the desires. The desires start, first of all, is Diet. You have to have self-control over that. Showing up at practice all the time, right? Doing the things to prepare yourself for the practice. Doing the things that you have to prepare yourself for the race. That's like, oh, okay, what do you mean, Pastor? A good Christian is like an athlete. You'll get down here pretty soon. I'm training Bible study. I'm training meditating. I'm training going to church. I'm doing the things. It's my responsibility. 
It takes self-control. I have this, another addiction is uh, Wells Fargo, mm -hmm. the rifle man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those all come in on even time, right? <laughs> I don't know if price is right. Mm -hmm. come on. Let's make a deal. <laughs> I love those. But I find myself, I know what time they come on. God had to get me. I think you're putting too much time in. See, I got a better deal than they'll ever have on make a deal. You need to get in this book. Put more time in the book. That is five hours of TV. Are y'all with me? We're having fun, but we're learning, right? Yes. We laugh at ourselves because we know it's the truth. But we're going to do better because we're winners. Isn't that right? God, God has given you the tools to do some of these things that I'm talking about up here. You don't need to pray about them. Do them. you got the tools to do it. Do it. Right? So it continues and it says, athletes exercise the self-control and for what? For a wreath that soon withers or is crushed or simply forgotten? That is not our race. The we athletes run. work harder than Christians That's right. to win a race. Mm -hmm. Athletes, thank you, athletes work harder than Christians. Athletes spend more time working on a race than Christians do working on their race. That's what Paul's saying here, all right? We run for the crown that will wear for eternity. And that's what we're doing. We're running into eternity. Yes, I won't say that, but now I'll say it. 76 years old, I know better. There ain't but one thing left for me is to keep running because eternity is the next step. You ain't gonna live forever. I'm more into that now than I've ever been in my life. Yeah, because my next race is eternity. Not in a hurry, but conditioned. And when time comes, ready. Right. You see? So he says in verse 26, so I don't run aimlessly. Just not just running all over the place. No self-control. Hmm. He said he ain't running like that. I don't let my eyes drift off the finish line. And he doesn't let his eyes or his life drift off the finish line. Hmm. What are you looking at? Hmm. Ain't nothing over there in your business. Hmm. Counselor taught us that last week or two weeks or last month. Hmm. We, getting, we look in too many different directions. Stay in lane three. What's going on over there ain't none of your business. Don't drift your eyes off to something else. You want to be a good husband, good wife, mother, father, child, whatever. Focus on what you're supposed to be doing. You see? And when I box, I don't throw punches in the air. That's what he says. You ever watch a boxing match? 
you can watch a boxing match sometimes and you see a bunch of people just throwing punches, mm -hmm. hitting nothing. Mm -hmm. And then they get arm weary. Mm -hmm. You know what happens when you get arm weary? You drop your arms. You know what happens next? Knocked out. <laughs> That's a fact. How many people in here watch, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this as a parable, watched Muhammad Ali box the preacher? George Foreman. You remember? He just done this. Big George was doing all this and all this and hitting it. And about the eighth round, Big George knocked out. Don't be throwing punches aimlessly. Throw punches at things you can hit. Are you with me? All right. Just swinging at everything. Running off at the mouth about everything. Getting in everybody else's business. Throwing punches every place but where you need to be. You see? And your arms get weary and you get knocked out. The discipline, they discipline, go ahead. He says, I, I discipline, excuse me. I discipline my body and make it my slave so that after all this, after I have brought the gospel to others, I will still be qualified to win the prize. He says he disciplines his what? Body. His what? His body. That means his natural self. He disciplines his natural self. And it becomes a slave to his spirit, not his spirit coming a slave to his, right. his senses. So I discipline myself. Yeah. That's what it takes. Mm -hmm. And he says, that qualifies me to win. Mm -hmm. We winners over here? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. We winners over here? Yes, sir. We winners over here. Is that it? Is that it? Mm -hmm. Thank God for that. All right. Yeah. When I 